How I Made It in America, where we peek into the minds of successful entrepreneurs, movers, and shakers with your host, Frazier. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. I hope you guys are doing well today. I'm your host, Frazier, and you're listening to How I Made It in America. Imagine this, guys. He left home at 16 years old to chase his dream and ended up becoming the spark that lit up an entire city. He created a new culture, a way that we party, the way that we went out, a way that how clubs are run throughout the city. I'm talking about no one other than the party starter, the man that created this great gem that we have in D.C., Mr. Mark Barnes. Mark, welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you. Thank you, Frazier. Oh, man. So let's, let's just get right into it, man. So, so you... So first of all, yeah, I didn't leave home to chase my dream. Oh, okay, <laughs> I I left home because uh, tell I me the story. So what wanna, happened? I didn't want to live the nightmare. <laughs> right. Uh, so what happened but, at sixteen? I lived, my, you know, my I lived in a good home, right? Loving parents and everything, but my father wasn't for it, right? And I had crashed the car the night before. Uh, okay, you know, everybody thinks they're a driver, race car driver, and right. Everything and um. I um uh, I uh I was racing a friend of mine and went down this Kirby Hill Road. Anyway, I ended up totaling the car. Okay. So I came home that night and my dad wasn't home yet, so he came home I guess about three thirty, four. He was out of the fox trap or something like that back <laughs> in the day. And um when he came home you know, he laid into my right, ass. Right. And uh so then that morning he took me to work. I had to be to work at like seven in the morning. Mine I had like a concussion. I right. broke the windshield right. with my head and everything. I totaled this car and he uh he said, You think that was something this morning? You wait till you get home this afternoon. Right. <laughs> this afternoon. So at that point I was like I didn't have any money. Right. I was working at a gas station. And, um, so Mark was working at the gas station. That's your very first job at the gas station? No, 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 no. That wasn't my first job. I worked uh, in construction okay. at the age of 14. Okay. I, I was I was always working. I worked for my old man. He okay. always owned his own place. And okay. So uh, So what happened? So you So you, anyway. You moved to Atlanta. You no, 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 no. Atlantic City. Atlantic City. I, I, okay. I, I hopped on a bus, asked my buddy for $40. Right. Hopped on a bus. Uh moved to Atlantic City, and again, I thought I was going to Cape May, right? because my parents used to call it Atlantic City, and uh, anyway, long story short, I didn't have a place to stay, I went right. and ended up living in a shelter. Oh, wow. Uh, so, you're, so you're homeless? I'm homeless, but no money. I get a job right away. Okay. Uh, as a matter of fact, I ended up getting three or four jobs, so three Brothers Pizza, Learners. Wow. Uh, 7-Eleven, I, I was doing it all. So at 16, you were no longer in high school. You just. I, it was, no, I was in high school, but I wasn't in high school. I mean, right. I wasn't in school. That was right. the summer when it happened. It happened okay. at the beginning of the summer. Okay. Then I didn't go back. Okay. Home until, um, I think like December. Okay. Maybe it was right after, I was out for like six months. So you're on, you're out, you're on your own for six months, living a life of a. A teenager life would live at 16. You got back home, and uh, what happened when you got home? Uh, my mom told me one day, oh, you can't go out because I was there for about a week and a half. Right. And she was like, oh, you can't go out today. You didn't take out the trash. Didn't take out the like, trash. It's a trash like, story with me and my son, but I dig it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, 
what do you mean? I, I, I've been living on my own for right. six months, you know? I, so anyway, me and my old man got into an argument. He tossed a cup at me. Oh, wow. And I blocked it with my arm. And then he was like, if you can't live under my rules, and so I called my man. And my man came and picked me up in his car right. that barely worked. Right. And I didn't know where I was going. I went downtown to a, a friend of mine's uh, place and asked him could I crash there. But I always felt like I was homeless. Right. You know, I was moving around, moving around. Uh, no money. No money. Because no job. No you real, came back. You no came re- back. You no, had no real job. job. No real job. Okay. Uh, ended, up, ended up working for a courier company. Okay. Uh, and I was a courier for a minute. And then I, uh, the first party I ever threw, I was mm-hmm. staying with a buddy of mine, Sherwood Daniels, over at uh, Drew Hall. Right. Um, so you were staying on campus for free without going to college. For free, yeah. I never, went to, <laughs> I I never did, I did a day at college, but I did a lot of days of college. <laughs> Maybe not a 10, but you uh, did go by college. <laughs> um, so and one day I got a keg right. over at uh, this liquor store, right. and I went around and knocked on everybody's door and said, uh, yo, all you can drink, just bring your cup downstairs right. for a dollar. Right. And I think we paid $31 for the keg or something okay. like that. But, you know, made 150 you and go. it was money. And then. So is that, uh, what, is that when the light said cha-ching or is like, okay, this no, is No, I, I was working for a courier company okay. and I was their best courier. Okay. Um, I was the guy that could break in the office when the, the package was left. Okay. On the desk and we were late picking it up and I could make it happen. Okay. So then. I became so influential in the courier company, I then uh, opened my own courier company, and I had this travel agency. You had a travel agency as well? I, no, I had a travel agency that I used to deliver okay. for. Okay, got it. So that was my first account called Travelog, and, and we used to ride a moped, and it was me and a buddy of mine, Bernard Lee. Okay. I ended up actually staying, becoming great friends with Bernie, and... Uh, it's funny, he came in town, we were reminiscing the other day. But Bernie was, I, I could live with Bernie. Right. Bernie's mom would be like, you coming home tonight? Right. You know, because if, if you found a girl, then you wasn't coming home. You know, right. he was going wherever she lived. <laughs> right. Um, but anyway, me and Bernie, we made it work, uh, this courier company. Then okay. we got MCI's one of our accounts. Okay. And, All right, so let's move forward. Um, so, so I hated the courier business. Got it. Because all it was is you fixing someone else's problem. You know, when you send a package by courier, it's late already. Right. Didn't know that. It, it, it's late. Okay. And, and you need it there now. And whether you're delivering original slides and the courier leaves them on the top of his car. Right. And right. Then someone runs over them and, you know, the people are like, Do you understand these right. things cost $10,000. Anyway, so... I hated the curry business, okay. and I had a friend named Jeff Burroughs here, and Jeff and I went up to New York. Jeff wanted to be in the music business. Okay. And he ended up in the music business. Okay. Um, so we were at this party in New York. It was Martin Luther King birthday weekend, I think, and um, Jeff said, you know who that is over there? That's Russell Simmons and Andre Harrell. It didn't mean anything to me. Right. You know, First of all, I was the most unlikely candidate to ever end up in the music or party business. Is that because right? Because at 19, well, I was at a a uh, party 
and I got jumped by 40 uh, fraternity guys. You got jumped by 40? Yeah. Why? It, it, why? Um, Were you stepping where you weren't girl, supposed to step? Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> I knew this girl, and I, and I asked her, had she seen Mike? Right. And she said, Mike who? And I said, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Mike. <laughs> And so she threw a beer in my face. Oh, wow. So at that point, I thought one beer deserved another. So I threw the beer back in her face. And Got it. She, she was uh, a sweetheart. And the next thing I knew, I, oh, so then she came when I threw the beer. And, you know, she was trying to fight. I was like, I can't fight this girl. So I just took one of the big gray trash cans and put it on top of her head. And she couldn't get out. <laughs> then The story of Mark Parts. <laughs> then all the... Uh, Guys came over, and um, it was a, it was a real issue. And I had on this Calvin Klein jean jacket. Okay. And it was buttoned at the sleeves. So th there was an older guy that was like, "Look, look, we're not gonna do this right. whole thing here. Let's stop." And so I was on the way out, and okay. they grabbed my jean jacket and pulled me back in by myself because I had my boys with me and right. everything. And then they closed the door behind them, and forty guys proceed to. Give me the ass whipping of life. Oh wow, wow! Uh, but it, I got, I got it back. I got okay. Um, I got it back. Okay. Um, one by one, and the, so you, at you, that so point, what, what, I decided I wasn't drinking anymore. Oh, that's when you stopped drinking because yes, we talked. You said 19. you don't smoke and you don't drink. So I've after, never, I've never smoked anything. Right. Uh, I haven't had a drink in thirty six years. I don't know 10 words to any song, and I ain't got no rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> and you're the party guy. <laughs> and I'm the party guy. That okay. makes a lot of sense. Uh, so let's, let's, um, let's get into how you... So then I'm yeah. in New York. Right. Um, I'm sitting here with Jeff Burroughs, and he was like, That's, he got I'll Be Sure, right. da, 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 Heavy D at that time. And right. So I was like, okay, I love I'll Be Sure. Right. My wife used to run up and down the road, right. you know, listening to I'll Be Sure and everything. And um, I said, okay, so what? They really didn't mean anything, but right. he was just, you know, from a distance, he was right. just, that is the man, da 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 right. another. So anyway, we end up in a conversation. There was a young lady that lived here, Candy Mitchell, and she was up there in New York, too. And she ended up introducing right us in a conversation right you know because jeff was just happy to be right over there you know th this is the music this is the dream this is his dream this, this is, is his, his dream. dream right so we end up having and i had thrown a party or two and i had my first party that i ever i rented this place georgetown holiday inn okay uh and it was a monsoon and there were three people me and Two of my really good friends, okay. Clint Ferguson, and I can't remember who the other guy was, right off okay. hand, but three people. Right. And so you're talking about being discouraged, you right. know. Oh, so only the three people showed up to the that's party? That's it. Well, so your very first function that you threw with, was only three people that showed up? A failure. So why did you want to continue doing I didn't. I didn't okay. really. I didn't. But um, I threw a party at the old post office pavilion. Right. It was a I need some money party. Got it. I know those parties. And um, my father had gotten the guy that had this place, and he was like, look, if you can get some people here, well, we got like 2,000 people there. Wow. And it wow. was crazy. It was post office pavilion. So I tried to do something after that, 
and it's it's still fizzle, but I own the courier company. Right. You know, and that that was my main business. Okay. Um so then I get into this thing with Andre and them, right. and we're sitting there talking. So I think I threw something at my house, and Candy had come to him. So she, I guess she didn't want to tell him that, oh, he owns a courier company because it had nothing to do with them. Right. So Candy just blurts out of her mouth, uh, oh, yeah, mark those big parties. Oh, so she gassed you up. Uh, she made you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, I, I guess she was trying to get it. I didn't care because I didn't know who Andre and them was. Right. You know, but Jeff wanted to be in the area with right. them and everything. So then uh, I'm sitting there and we're, and, you know, we're talking. So then they, yeah. Andre was like, you throw parties, but you don't throw parties like we throw. And so then I was like, what are you talking about? And so then he was like, you might see Barbara Streisand sitting on the edge of the pool at our party right. or this person or that person. Big parties. These are big parties. So then they, anyone, I said, any party you throw on, I make look like, mm. Right. And so then he oh, was. Oh, so you were just basically kind of punking him in the sense of, okay. I'm, it was like the biggest balls contest, you know. Okay. The thing men right, do, okay, you know. Okay, got I said, it. anything you, he said, I'm coming to D.C. next week. Okay. Throw me a party. In a week? In a week. Hold on. He said, you throw me a party next week bigger than any party I throw, I'll let you write your own check in the music business. And wow. Hold on. This is what, I, I wanted to be out of the courier business right. so bad. That was the worst business ever. And I mean, I can give you, we don't have time now, but I can right. give you courier stories. All right, we'll talk about it after that. Right. Check out the courier stories mm -hmm. on our, our Facebook Live after we're done with the show. But continue. So then um, I called my wife, and we were supposed to be going to L.A. on vacation. Right. And, you know, he said, I'll let you write any check you want. I wanted out of this courier business. Right. And Jeff was talking about this music business. I was like, all right. So then, and Jeff is like, we in, we in, no, 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 right, we right, in. Right, 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 right. So I was like, all right, you're going to have to help me, you know. Right. So um, I called my wife that night while we were, we were at Nails. Okay. I said, we're we not going to L.A. next week. We're throwing a party. She said, what are you talking about? I said, Andre, she said, who is Andre Harrell? Right. I said, well, Andre Harrell and Russell Simmons, they're like billionaires, you know. Right, I'm right, right, I right. Know. I said, they got as much money as we want. They said, I can write my own check in the music business if I can throw. She was like, you don't throw parties. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> so so this was, how many parties have you thrown before this conversation with, with, with the guys? With but I hadn't thrown any parties for money, really, except that one at the post office. Where you and it was money. good. Right. And we made, I think, five or $10,000. But okay. I wasn't in the party business. Right, right. You know, so then. Um, okay, so. Mark is going to tell us the story of Republic Gardens when we come back. So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Be right back. Washington, D.C.'s News Talk, 1450 AM, W.O.S. 95.9 FM. back i am frazier and you're listening to how i made it in america with my guy mark barnes so mark before we went to the break we talked about how republic gardens came to be so no we didn't talk about it. we talked about how, it got how, how we got the party business let's this party business let's talk about republic gardens now so how did that all happen so, so again I, we got to take two steps back okay so andre and them said okay well i'm throwing i'm coming to new york i called my wife that night and mm -hmm. i was like 
I went for Andre. She was like, who's Andre Rail? Who are these people? Right. I was like, we ain't going to L.A., cancel them tickets. We throwing a party next week. Right. So I get home. I got five days. Now, remember, back in, there's no Facebook. There's no Instagram. Instagram. I don't even got a cell phone. Oh, wow. There's none of this. This is 1991. So you guys are running pay phones to pay phones? Uh, if. Uh, Pages, you Page, know what I'm saying? But pages. you got to call everybody at their house, and like I call promoting cheating now. Right. Ain't nobody doing no work. You right. know what I'm saying? I'm hitting one button. Whoa, who? They, they they done broke a sweat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The new they, promoters, right? They put yeah. the new promoters because they done press send. You know and, what I'm yeah. saying? So anyway, we sending faxes. I'm calling. I own the courier company. Uh, I'm sending faxes to everybody. We, I mean, they're faxing their names to put on this list. So now we got a list of 1,200 people Wow, that are coming to the party, and people are begging. <clears throat> if people didn't know who Andre Harrell were, Andre and Russell were, they knew now because I was building the hype on this right. here in D.C., right. everybody. So you're doing radio promos? Or? So Andre and Harrell were, Andre and Russell were coming here to do the hip hop conference okay. at uh, Howard. Okay, got it. So I got in this thing. I got everybody coming to this party. One of my boys, they got the Rolls Royces parked out front. Everything. Purvis Allison was here. Wow. I, I, I mean, we got everything. This, this, we done tenant the whole backyard, tenant the side yard. We got the caterers that did our wedding. We spent our last twenty five thousand on this party. Wow. So this guy you, told me I could write my own check. I was going to write my own check. So you're like, whatever sure. we have to do, we'll whatever. do. We're going to spend the last 25000 we got. Right. And it really was. Right. Everything we had. Wow. So uh, we throw this party, and it's phenomenal. It's the most phenomenal thing. And when I say everybody came to this thing, uh -huh. it was a who's who. And there's people that still come to me now and say, the best party ever right. was at your house. So it happened at your house. So it happened at my house in Southeast. Wow. So, so now I bought all the hoity toity. This was New York people. So, this, so was, this party was held at your house. At my house. A thousand people. Yeah. I mean, when I tell you, but the whole backyard was tenant. It was a big backyard. So this is the infamous so, party I've heard about. This oh is, yeah. This, this is the this one, one I've heard was about. infamous. This was this was everything. So what what major obstacles did you have to like? overcome dealing with this this big event you're putting together. And I know you had the to only run. problem I had there was what the neighbors were saying. Got you it. know what I'm saying? Like but we invite the preacher next door. Now you remember this Saturday <laughs> night he had to <laughs> he was <laughs> there at my house till two in the morning. You know uh, what I'm absolutely. saying? Absolutely. I mean he's with Russell and those guys. Absolutely. So, and of course me being the anti drug guy um that is right me Someone started smoking weed, and I honestly think it was Russell and them in the, in the tent. <laughs> and I stopped the whole party. I was like, "Ho, ho, ho! Not in my house." You don't either. stop a party, man. Oh, I stopped the party, baby. Not it wasn't happening in my house. So what? Man. What did Russell do? He put the weed away? <laughs> no, no. I stopped the whole party. I didn't know who it was. Okay. So I stopped the whole party, and it was like two, two fifteen. Or something. Okay. The, okay. When the police came to the party, they were like, "Just turn it down a little bit." Okay. And they said, "We're gonna check it out." You know what I'm saying? They in their party, and they're right. like, "Oh my God, this is amazing!" Right. So it went down. I mean, when I tell you they talked about this. So then I said to my wife, I said, I don't need Russell and them to check to write this. Okay. I can do this myself. Uh-oh. So we went down to Galleria, and that's on um, 21st and M. Okay. 
So, and I'll, I'll move this along. Yeah, so, no, no, it's okay. Uh, I mean, we're going to have to do a part two of this because this is this is the the uh, the beginning of Mark's mm-hmm. journey and the grand opening of Republic Garden. This is what this is what the so, show's about. You so, have to come back and do the rest. But continue. So, so anyway, we're we throw this party and uh, we go to the gallery and we uh-huh. talk to the people. Right. They say you can do a thousand people. We bought the caterers in. We bring in shrimp in. We're gonna, but I'm going up against these three guys: Joe Dunstan, Vic Laus, and. Um, so those are the big promoters at the time. They were the big promoters. They okay. were they were the shing dig. Okay. Uh, but they had this place around the corner that only held 150, 200 people that they okay. were doing their party, and my place held right legally a thousand. Wow. That means you can put. But fifteen hundred. No, you can put two, three thousand, three thousand. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, what, that's why I couldn't get into Republic Guns. It's always packed at that So place. then um, I throw this party. All right. Monsoon. When I tell you, you ain't never seen rain like this. So Joe and oh. party didn't have nobody. We still did 3,300 wow. people. Even with the rain. Even with the rain. The rain was a savior for us because it would have been more. It would have been crazy. Right. So then Howard graduation came up. Now, mind you, I didn't make no money on my first one. I spent right. 25. This party, I didn't make no money on. The next one uh, was at, for Howard graduation at Washington Hilton. Mm-hmm. And we had about 6,000 people show up. So you made some money? No. Still didn't make no money. Okay. But you would assume and, that based and, on the body. And bodies. you would assume yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, you would have. Uh, one of the biggest things I ever did was Beyonce uh, and Destiny's Child. We did a Rock the Block yes, in I front of uh, yeah. Dream. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. And a lot of people, you know, 12, 13,000 people show up. You think you done made some money. and Still didn't make any money. I think it cost us 400 and. Eighty thousand wow. to do the party, and then we made four hundred eighty-five. So you know what I'm saying. When people think you're a millionaire right. the next day, but again, if you're not losing, you're winning in this business. So, so as, as a matter of fact, we talked about promoters. What's your your views and opinion about promoters now? Um. So I got it, and and so we can step take one step back. So okay. then I wasn't making any money on any of these parties. Got it, and. I sold my courier company. Now I'm just in the party business. That's, that's your income. Um, and I said I need something because waiting between months, it, it just it's kind of like a real estate agent. Right. Waiting between houses will kill you. You gotta have something else that's bringing you correct every week. So anyway, I uh, I got I said I got to get a club, and at that time everything was on. By everything other than black, uh, that you wanted to do something, at. right? And I thought that these clubs were, were owned by black. On, no, no, we're on point. Well, the club business is just a real. It was a real shady, ugly business where the club owners don't care about the place. Right. Places were dirty. Yeah. The security was nasty. The yeah. bartenders were bad, and everything. So, I started. Developing my own crew of people, I was like, I'm bringing my own security. Anyway, we started doing the Ritz on Thursday night. Okay. The week before the Ritz. The week the week before I went in there, they had like 14, 15 people on a Thursday night, 
And I said, my guarantee is 1,500 people. If I do 1499, don't pay me. Wow. So that's how I learned to shoot pool. Okay. Okay, because I used to sit upstairs <laughs> in that pool room, and I didn't want to see no numbers. You remember, there's still no text messages right, 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 and right, nothing right, right, like that. Right. Everybody don't realize it. we're in a primitive time. Right. So we're, we're moving along, and it, it, it ain't as easy right. as people think it is. I, I don't just push a button and 10,000, yeah. 20,000 people see. It's a lot of work. It's a lot you of work. You got a call. I just, my wife used to give me a clipboard and say, here, here's so, your so 200 you just, people. So you would physically call people and say, hey, I'm having no, a party. No, no. Call, go see. Drop off tickets. Do credit cards. All these things. Oh, so you're running. I, you're right from running. And, and one of the things that I really had that was my advantage is that I used to del- my courier company, I used to deliver to graphic design companies. Got it. So I used to always see their graphic designs and stuff like that and work with them. And I got uh, a woman in Gibby. She owned this company, Jay Gibson, back in the day, 30 years ago. Right. And they did my first flyers. Oh, wow. But the flyers I wanted to do, I wanted to be Some way fly. different yeah. than everybody else. And that was one of the things that got me going. Anyway, we get... The Ritz going, and I'm finally making some money. Okay. Then we do Spy Club, Coco Loco, uh, Quigley's. The five, we 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 do we doing everything. Right, right, right. And Blossoms. So Blossoms was where is where the Trump Hotel is, and right. Blossoms became this summertime thing. That it was. A, I mean, Shaq would come in town. I mean, we we had everybody. It was just amazing. Right. Um. And. Blossoms was the thing really to give me the money. So I, I go to these guys up on U Street, and this is State of the Union was right next right, to I it. Right, I remember State of the Union, yeah. So a lot of people like to think that I was the pioneer for a bigger community, yeah, but State of the Union was the first little spot that started out right there next to us. Okay. Um. And so what happened, I went into Republic Gardens, these guys told, got Wilson Whitney, God rest his soul, he passed away, uh, mm-hmm. but he became my partner at first in um, Republic Gardens. Right. A lot of people don't know, I didn't name it Republic Gardens, it was Republic Gardens. Before you. Back in the 40s, it was one of those hot spots right. where the people used to go up and down U right. Street, and we'll talk about that later. But anyway, so we go in there, and I cut a deal. I don't have no money, I said, I'm going to give you $25,000. I'm going to become your partner. And he was struggling at the time. I said, but I'm going to pack this place. Right. So you had no money? I gave him $25,000. And- oh, man, guys, we are... Such, we such and have we're having such a great conversation with Mark, and we have to cut the show short. But we're going to have him come back. But if you guys want to stay tuned wow, and watch we what out. we have, yeah, we out. Mm-hmm. check us out on live. We're, we're, we're streaming live. What, uh, follow me at Phrase For Real on Instagram. And How I Made in America on Facebook. See you guys next Tuesday. How I Made it in America. See you next Tuesday at 11 a.m.